Hello everyone, hello dear listeners, we're back. It's uh, episode four of Brackets. Uh, I'm Connor, I'm here with my good friend Oscar. Hello. And on this episode, we're going to tackle Orchard's extensive back catalogue. Probably one of the biggest technical discographies we've had so far, and yet the perfect number of tracks so as to make this process easy to sort out and shouldn't take too long we hope we hope i've jinxed it now uh, <laughs> to get to the root of and determine a clear winner exactly um so oscar tell me about the first time you discovered orchards so i've known about orchards for a while i think they had back before they had their current lineup they had i think it was chemistry Something like mm. mystery was on oh, yeah. uh, one of the musical mathematics compliment compilations. Wow, uh, you know, uh, an OG, almost. OG. Here he is. Um, so I think I knew about them from that, and kind of had them on the radar, and then uh, didn't get fully sunk in mm. until 2016 when Peggy came out, and then uh, it was all over from then. And by <laughs> all over, I mean it all began. Uh, <laughs> I I love Orchards, great great group. Lovely people. Yeah. Lovely songs. Yeah. I've seen live a handful of times. Once I watched them at the BSM pop-up in Cardiff uh, do an acoustic set and I cried. Oh. It was great. I had a lovely time. Uh, A lovely band. Nothing. Again, I feel like I may be too soft, but at the same time, I don't think I've got anything bad to say at all. No. I'm I'm, I'm thrilled to be talking about them today. And uh, how about you? Um, I discovered Orchards uh, through YouTube with Peggy as well. Yep. A classic. I, I felt like that uh, the, the Peggy video was like on my recommendations for maybe six months to a year. And then I just fell down that rabbit hole. Eventually ended up staying at, I believe, their old videographer's house on tour. And he mentioned that he was working with Orchards. And I was like, that's a really good band. They're really good. And uh, and now we're here. And, and it's been... One no, thing led to another. One thing led to another. We signed them. Everyone got, was very happy. Uh, and they are a wonderful bunch of people to work with. We've seen them flourish from being a humble YouTube recommended band all the way up to doing South by Southwest, touring the UK extensively, popping into Europe every now and again, just becoming more of a household name. I love them all. They're wonderful people, but I've got no allegiances to any of their songs. Yeah, I think that's important, is that (laughs) we need to not let any song edge forward just because of nostalgia or, uh, like you say, leave the allegiances at the door, pure objectivity to determine once and for all the question I'm sure everyone is asking themselves every minute of every day, which of Orchard songs is the best one? And believe it or not, we're here to uh, to do that. So why don't you uh, tell us which records we've picked to create the magical number, and uh, then we'll just we'll just bloody get on with it. I mean, uh, musical affiliation aside orchards are my favorite band to have done this with because without even having to try they have the perfect number of songs 
to make this bracket work, what we've done is we've taken their discography as it as as it stands. So you've got the Lovers slash Losers EP, you've got the double A side of Young and Mature Me, Lovecore, the debut album, and then the Dreamland Sessions and the Acoustic EP. Uh, put those together, perfect 32, and input every single one of those songs into our very favorite website, randomlistgenerator.org. Um, yeah. The rest is pretty simple. We generated a load of pairings, tracks will go head on head, and we head on head? Tracks will go head on head and they will be talked about working out which one's the best one they advance so on so forth until we whittle the list down from a meaty 32 to a slim and sensible one yeah and then they can only ever play that one song yeah it's gonna make it's gonna make it harder to book headline shows because typically easier pretty sure the pretty sure the longest song orchards have is is still four minutes maybe even if it's that one, that's a early bedtime. Early bedtime in with a walk-on track <laughs> and a guitar solo at the end. Dead easy. Ten minutes, maybe. I love to see it. Um, right then, well, let's just get into it. You know the drill. We're going to go head to head. Bracket one, round one. We've got sincerely overwhelmed versus burn alive. We've got a love core one two here. Track one versus track two. Who's the winner? Oscar. Uh, as as with the format before, I'm going to go with my gut on a lot of these, and I do honestly believe that it is sincerely overwhelmed. That's my that's my go-to. That's my first instinct. I think that it kind of ticks every possible box for what you want from an Orchard song. It's you no know, twinkly summary. It's got some jazzy chords. It's got some really nice, like, sparkly, wiggly riffs in it. Fantastic vocal performance. A great... I'm going to use that word a lot. That, that word... Wiggly. Has, wiggly. <laughs> I don't think anyone would be offended if I said that the riffs were quite wiggly in places. Technical yeah. term. Te- technical term, you know, musician here. Uh, wiggly riffs, summary vibes. It's a good time all around. That's not to say that Burn Live isn't. That's got more, I think, of a kind of... Coming coming to kind of make notes for these, I found myself using adjectives I don't think I use for any other band. I would describe Burn Live as more of a jaunty song. A jig. You know, it's quite a, you know. I said it was, I said Burn Alive was was my walking song. Oh, yeah. I could see like a very 2D music video. Just walking along, Lucy's... All those people are getting in her way. She's moving them out of the way because she's got shit to do. And I, you know, sometimes I listen to this song when I have stuff to do. I also feel that uh, Sincerely Overwhelmed is the better of these two songs, which is fine because they're both good songs. Oh, yeah. They're both good songs. It's a strong matchup to start out of the gate with, but this is what we've got to get done. Um, Um, Sincerely Overwhelmed, though, is just a great album opener. mm. Um, I really like the addition of the phone ring. Yes. Big fan I, of that. I like any track which can successfully put little foam rings and beeps and stuff like that in. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, it, it paints a picture, it tells a story. It's uh, good. And it's fun. It sort of like throws you into that chorus as well. Um, everything has its place. It's good. Burn Alive, also similar sort of vibes, but sincerely overwhelmed, I do believe. Pips it to the post sure. and goes on through. There we go then. 
I love to see it. That was easy. That's the first one. First one's easy. Sincerely overwhelmed. Lovecore. Slamming through. Next up, we have the acoustic version of Be Here Up Against History. Uh, I think this one is a simple decision for me, at least. Yep. But I want to hear what you think. I think it's a simple decision for me. I'm going to talk about the one that I think is not going through first. Okay. Uh, there is only one of the song in this pairing, so I'm going to know which one it is, but please. You know. <laughs> well, there, there is an acoustic version of the song that is going through, but the song that I don't think is going through is Be Here, the acoustic version, which yeah. I will just begin to praise by saying that I actually really like this version of the song, and I actually think I enjoy it more than the original um is that controversial it's not what i think but i do get why because it's nice with the acoustic versions it's not like traditional acoustic and then it's just an unplugged guitar there is still that electric element to it but it does strip everything back and the arrangement changes on a lot of these yeah and yeah I, i i did find that i really liked the very minimal uh, arrangement of this mm. I think the vocal performance in particular across the whole acoustic EP is really impressive yeah. um, because there's it's not really you know it's not, it's not it's having it's much more at the front because the drums are much more stripped mm-hmm. back yeah um, I feel like they changed be, uh, I feel like they changed Be Here to like a folk song sounds like a city and colour song yeah yeah it, which it, is a cool vibe much more folky you know when you've got the, when you've got I think that's you find that happening anytime you put the acoustic guitar at the front of anything. For sure. But I totally agree. It feels much more folky and it makes you think of the actual core songwriting in a different way. Mm. Um, no, I, I love it. However. <laughs> However, the song that's going through is history because it's a fucking slammer. So good. Um, I mean, I mentioned Chemistry earlier, which is one of their oldest, was way back before they yeah. had Lucy in the band. Yeah. And it's very similar to that. I think, you know, it's got that very octavey, pretty like straight up heavy riff mm. that kind of leads it. It's probably mm. the word heavy is not necessarily a song that is not necessarily an adjective I would use for a lot of orchard stuff, but like yeah. it's undeniably like this song goes pretty hard. Yeah. And it's not just for the sake of it. Cause it still works really well with the narrative of the album, but it's mm. a perfect closer. Oh yeah. Absolutely. How again, wiggly the riffs are across uh love core you know this is where the core comes from this is this is the core this is the core of love core yeah and it's um it was the first song that they wrote together with the now with with the current lineup so Mm. with the with the four of them um even though it does still feel like a really old song Mm. but it's old and gold you know yeah if it ain't broke chuck it on the end of the album throw a little radio fade out on that is what they say that's the expression that's the expression I'm, I'm in the biz you know the, the the good times look the door's closing you've got to go get the bus but but the good times are still going on and yes. that's why the good times have to keep on going through so history goes through sure I feel like you lost your mind a little bit in the middle of that <laughs> but I do agree I ran out of notes <laughs> history history goes through hooray hooray okay uh Onto the swiftly onto the third one, we have girlfriend from Love Core, and then we have the Dreamland session version of Love You Too. Oscar, um, I just think this chorus is wicked. 
on you know which one i mean <laughs> yeah no i think i think they both got great choruses but one of the things that i think we'll find when we do stack it up and it's good that we've kind of gotten to this point now is that orchards are a really really good live band there's mm. not much on record that isn't immediately replicable by when they like play it live mm-hmm. and so the dreamland sessions are a very accurate representation of what they're like when you see them in a live context mm-hmm. that said the um the shimmer of the studio version of a lot of these uh does just kick it over like yeah and if anyone who hasn't necessarily seen Orchard's live, you listen to the Dreamland sessions, you get a vibe for it. But often the studio versions are a bit better. And so when it comes to Love You Too, the song itself is great. It's yeah. amazing. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to be more inclined to put on the studio version yeah. over the Dreamland version. I think for that reason, that's why I would put Girlfriend through on this one. Yeah. I've, um, I I feel like, that, especially with the... Uh, there's multiple variants of various songs. Sure. Like we've got in the next three brackets vacancy three times sure um and i i tend to agree like going to a live gig is great and unfortunately listening to the dreamer sessions made me made me yearn for that live experience again yeah so now i am (laughs) i'm also leaning towards studio versions because it makes me feel less bitter less bitter and sad that the industry is crumbling around us yeah it's better to (laughs) when you're listening to a happy song like this you don't want to be reminded that that may have been one of the last times you could have seen them live yeah um i'm also in the same field of view with a girlfriend i think for anyone who is uh i feel like for anyone who missed out on the dreamland sessions you can still go to youtube and watch them and have a lovely time uh please do that great but yeah girlfriend is going to go through wicked chorus lovely stuttery kind of guitars fantastic vocal performance very good song very good song next up we have darling from the lovers losers ep up against vacancy so these are both the full versions Um, yeah, I feel so. Straight off the back, I feel like the EP version of "Darling." I feel like the Orchards crowds really like cherish this song. Mm. It's uh, one of the three singles that they put out before the EP, and then it's on the back of this, and it's on the tail end of the EP now. Um, and every time I see them, this song gets a lot of interactions from the crowd. I think it's a slammer. Mm. It. it creates a positive vibe in the in the audience um and it's just another classic orchard song like i don't think it's a like i can't i can't think of anything bad about this song about darling no not at Um, all and even for it being a slightly old song the kind of skeleton of it the, the kind of uh construction of it as a song and what it does for them as a band kind of goes on to define a lot of what the future sound is yeah, you know, you've got that "I'm not nothing and nothing at all" kind of bit, like at the end, which brings a lot more emotion into it. Mm-hmm. You've got the kind of dotted eighth delay mm. coming in, which you know, orchards are very good at filling a very a sonic space that makes you think there are like there's more of them on stage than there are, but there's yeah. only four people. But yeah, the kind of attention to detail when it comes to the creation of tone across bass and guitar and drums and the yeah. vocals themselves fills such a big space and is able to go to so many places yeah and it's really apparent on this track because you know it's quite effect heavy on the on on both the string instruments but 
to such a benefit because yeah you know track sounds huge when it when it all kind of comes in towards the end Mm -hmm. uh and you've got that little drop in the middle eight where it's just uh just vocals and also like i'm going to say this a lot throughout as well on a completely different note the bass tone Mm. seems to get better on every record agreed and even though like look i'm not i i don't play bass that's fine dan you've you've got the bass tone down and i like that top notch bass tone you know what you want and we get it on pretty much maybe 15 songs and i like that Mm. so hell yeah hell yeah indeed with Uh, um with vacancy um i'll be honest it's not my favorite song on the album on love core but i do love uh the gang vocal style middle eight and that gets me pumped gang vocals get me pumped so that's it's got that going for it yeah i mean i i feel like we're going to touch on gang vocals uh later on because mm-hmm. well no, we'll touch it later <laughs> there's on. lots get, of haze and woes oh man i feel like <laughs> orchards probably have and this is a big this is a big one i think they've probably got some of the most powerful and consistent haze and woos yep. in the game trademark them i feel like if, <laughs> if you could trademark the word hey or the delivery of it it never feels gimmicky. It's always really consistent, even across like the Dreamland sessions or the acoustic stuff, or if I've seen them live, the haze and the woos are always really good. Mm-hmm. And it creates an energy, creates an atmosphere. I just love it. It's, you know, in the past, we've had certain things where if a track's had it, it's more likely to go through. And you would think that this track having a really good woo on it would make it go through. Vacancy, that is. Yeah. But uh, it's not quite, you know. No, I think Darling meet, uh, beats this uh, matchup. And, and walks on through yeah that's what i feel so with that in mind let's talk about those two tracks again but <laughs> different versions yeah <laughs> i had so much fun just talking about those two tracks with you connor i'd like to talk about them again okay good <laughs> Uh, so you got the, the dreamland version of darling up against the acoustic version of vacancy yes we do um I will be honest with you. Mm. I don't know where my notes have gone for this one, but I do know that the acoustic version of Vacancy is what I suggested to myself in the past that would go through. Yeah, and I think <laughs> that's exactly what I did too, because as we said with Vacancy, it, you know, it, it's a great song. And as we've said before, with the acoustic reimaginings of a lot of these, it brings out some slightly different corners of the track that, there's a lot of different instrumentation. Yeah. There's, uh, like you said, the reimagining. I think they were they worked very hard on this EP, and um, I respect that sincerely. And because this I, was an entirely lockdown thing, wasn't it? Yeah, I believe so. There must have been some because Orchards have played acoustically a bunch of times. They are very comfortable in that setting, um, and Vacancy is very nice acoustically. It is. It's a, once again, it's, I'm going to sound like a broken record. A lot of these things, beautiful vocal performance, mm-hmm. lovely, lovely switch up of the instrumentation track really works without as hard hitting drums and an actual acoustic guitar on it still. So no yeah. complaints. Nice one. So that one goes through. Um, and and I, did, did you enjoy talking about vacancy of that second time, Connor? I really did. But I think what I'd really like to know is what you think of the Dreamland session version of vacancy versus the acoustic version of Sincerely Overwhelmed. Uh, well, I, I, I'm going to be honest. It's going to be the acoustic version of Sincerely Overwhelmed. Yeah. 
Because I would agree. Because please do tell me. Well, because I, I love that song, and for the exact same reason, it's a good album opener on Lovecore. It is a great acoustic version on this. I, I, we're we're kind of getting into similar territory. We've already said. Yeah. Vacancy is a good enough song in whichever form it goes through. Mm-hmm. Uh, but sincerely overwhelmed, just edges it. Yep. Just edges it. Get I mean, it. Get it on yeah. through. Feels very. Uh, intimate is my note like that mm. the, the production and kind of mm-hmm. like the delivery on this version feels very like close mm. and intimate sounding which is a nice change of pace from the more high energy you want to hear it live kind of thing of the album version of sincerely overwhelmed so it's a nice counterpoint next up we have love you too against stealing your sleep tough this one's hard this is the it's been quite clear and obviously we've gotten a lot of the track tracks repeating themselves in different forms but this one i think i went backwards and forwards on a couple of times because love you too was on the ep and then also on the album look if it if it if it's that good yeah put it on put it on your ep and your album and i think love you too is if if I'm going to play Orchards, Love You Too is one of maybe three songs that I'm going to play someone who's never heard Orchards before. Sure. Um, it is... It's probably the Orchard song for a lot of people. It's it's the one that garners a lot of energy live. Mm. It's the one that I feel people are waiting for. So it's usually towards the end of those sets. Yep. It's like... It's got a bouncy rhythm to it. Yep. It's got incredibly easy to sing along and follow lyrics yep uh great vocal harmonies across yep. this one as well there's something that we haven't touched on uh previously on a lot of these songs is the the interplay between sam and will mm. the drummer and guitarist respectively there's a lot of if you're not listening out for it there's a lot of uh like ghost notes and there's a lot of flares on the drums that are sitting very in sync with what Sam's playing on guitar. Mm. And then Dan comes over and puts his incredible bass tone over it, which just pads out those bits. And it just has this nice interlocking layer of beautiful sound. And then Lucy comes on and, and puts her incredible harmonies and vocals over the top of it. And like, like I said, if it, if it's, if it's a must go on the EP, then it's a must go on the album. Yeah. And that, it, it, to it, me makes it it's a, a no-brainer isn't it i think if you are that confident in the song belonging in two places at once must be good and it and it works it, it, it's and what's good is that it's appropriate on both bodies of work mm-hmm. you know there's a very good it, there's no song on either one respectively the ep and the album that is like why is why do they put that on there that's weird mm. um and this does work in both contexts yeah uh, to follow on from what you've said i have a question would you describe Orchards as a math rock band? Um, I would describe them as a poppy math rock band. Yeah. Or a mathy pop rock band. That's kind of what I would think. But considering that they definitely aren't what you would say is a quote unquote math rock band. No. There's so many elements like you're describing there, that that use of the word interplay and things yeah. locking in. Everything is written very intelligently. And I think all of the parts that make up the whole of love you too kind of showcase that intelligence when it comes to construction mm-hmm. without being 
Look at me shredding. Look at all this. Oh yeah, crazy. You know, but but that's what makes eight finger two handed tapping over a eleven eight kind of. It's not nothing is ever unnecessarily yeah. showy. Yeah, yeah. I think this. I think Love You Too is probably the most quote unquote classic Orchards song. Yeah, I would In, agree. For as you've said, someone that is uh, a first time listener or a long time listener. Yeah, know? I feel that um, just going back to the genre definition of this band i mm. feel that that's what the fact that they lean into math and then they lean into pop as well it's what makes them so enjoyable mm. and so interesting to watch and interesting to see what they create because like you said there's not any overtly mathy parts like there's no you know neck beards going whoa yeah that's that's amazing that's some great tap in there look sam can do it yeah and he, and he probably will do it again at some point sure um but because they have that technical ability they can play around with that style to the point where you wouldn't even know that what they're doing is really technical because it all fits so well and also the fact that sam and dan have known each other since they were children like they have an understanding musically between mm. each other which is better than most people in bands absolutely i mean it's one of those things that i think the term math rock is quite a dirty word yeah in the don't get me wrong i love it you oh know, i yeah. write stuff that could very easily be described as that i listen to a lot of stuff that's described as that it's one of yeah. it's one of the most fundamental influences on a lot of my personal writing and you know lots of stuff that i enjoy listening to but mm. i think the term indicates that you know super chin stroking like mm, yeah. yes he's done a five over nine beat there oh look at that that's very oh i love that you know super complex complex chord pattern stuff like typically that kind of stuff is music that only other people who are really into that appreciate or enjoy yeah whereas i think the appeal of orchards has been that it's you know they wear their influences on their sleeve in terms of there are those more technical parts mm. and there are far more complex drum and bass interlocking and playing off in syncopated rhythms and sections mm -hmm. without being hey look how great we are yeah exactly and to bring it all back around i think yeah love you too does tick all those boxes we haven't really mentioned stealing your sleep no we went on a bit of a tangent there that's fine yeah. it's got you know it's early doors but yeah. i think that with stealing your sleep that's a very so whereas let's say love you too is a more kind of classic orchards track i think stealing your sleep is it it delves more into the like the slightly deeper slightly more emotional side of it it's a more like heavy emotionally track i think you know mm. it, it's got a lot more of that storytelling imagery within the lyrics it's got less technicality when it comes to the instrumental writing with more focus on like the melodic side of it again very very good song but it is up against a, a stone cold classic yeah so and that entire preamble you just gave for stealing the sleep was exactly what I had written down. And that's uh, that's why you're here, to do the technical chat. Yep. I'm lying, of course. I wrote, nice synth swells all the way through. Mm. I'd like to see that maybe explored in future Orchard songs. Yep. Imagine if there was a keys player in Orchards. That'd be kind of cool. I mean, I'm going to get on to the idea of electronic stuff. At some point. At some point. But no, I think that, you know, this was got, it's got more kind of external perc like percussion. It's got, you know, a bit of glockenspiel in there. Oh, it's yeah. got some, you know, like you say, some like swelly synth stuff in there, which yeah. is a... I feel like it's under. I feel like it's an underrated one from the album. Um, 
Yeah, and I found when I was listening back through that I had, I don't think I'd skipped it, but it hadn't stuck out to me yeah. as much. And I do have a newfound appreciation for it. Absolutely. Which is what this is all about. It's about discovering things about something which you've taken for granted <laughs> and learning more about yourself <laughs> along the way. But we've learned nothing about ourselves because we love, love you too. And it's going through. The end. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Next up, we've got uh, Magical Thinking versus the Dreamland version of Age of You. So I've got very minimal notes on this one and I went with the gut a lot more. Um, I did say on Magical Thinking, best hay in the game. Nice job. That is... Can't argue with that. No, I'm correct. (laughs) But at the same time, it doesn't delve too deep because I think with both of these, it was less of a... I feel super duper strongly about this as I did with that big old tangent we just went on. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm similar. I, I played it on the gut and it was uh, Magical Thinking was the one that I enjoyed more. Pretty much for exactly the same reasons why I don't think we've, why we haven't had any Dreamland sessions coming through because it made me feel bad about not being able to go to gigs. Uh, magical Thinking, great track though. Can't. It is a great track. It's a magical track. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Don't like that, but it's staying in. Don't like um, it. Don't like it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it doesn't have to be an essay every time. Sometimes it's just a gut feeling. Yeah. And I really I really enjoy magical thinking. Like I say, it's got those more fun kind of like haze and like, you know, it's more it's quite uplifting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I'm I'm having a good time and I listen to it. Simple as that. Yeah, that's that's literally all we need sometimes. I did say that I liked the squiggly guitar tone on the Dreamland session, but <laughs> That's kind of part and parcel with the band themselves. So yeah. that's not unique to that one thing. Although I do, I do feel, I do feel like on the live version of that track, the kind of chorus shimmeriness of the guitar tone has been di- like mm. cranked up a little mm. bit more than on the record, mm. and that's fun. You know, mm-hmm. it's nice that they're not okay. It's got to sound exactly the same as the record. It's a mm. bit more playful, uh, so that is cool. However, magical thinking just tips it. I mean, again, also, uh, they're on YouTube and you can watch Orchards play in what looks like a living room, but it's very funky. It's a funky living room. It's a fa- it's funkier than my living room, that's yeah. for sure. And mine too. So that brings us to the end of side one of the bracket. We are powering through to side two, which we have Young from the double A side and the acoustic version of Age of You. Oh yeah, I like Young. I think Young is it, again. It feels underrated. I don't know why. Maybe because it was on the double A side between the EP between two like substantial bodies of work. Um, Young's got a huge chorus on it though, um, and it's the first introduction to Lucy's spoken words. Yeah, which I think I think in this really fits. Like it really works really well. It throws uh, in a change of pace and allows the band to build up to to the and holding that anticipation into the chorus um and it's great i feel like i'm uh, sort of readapting myself to a new style that will eventually fruition into lovecore i mean i'm gonna put it out there i think this double a side is the most is the most different orchards have sounded yeah to their other stuff like there's a lot more electronic elements and you know particularly in the drums which is such a driving force on the rest of their work from the off like from 
Peggy always thought like, oh, drums sound wicked. Because, mm. you know, there's that really smart playing and lots of ghost notes and mm-hmm. things like the wood block, which come in quite a lot, lots of extra percussive stuff. It's it's never super straight. It's always quite interesting. I think transferring that kind of writing onto a more electronic sounding kit completely changes the way that it feels. Um, yeah, for the production on Young in particular was really... Um, it was really surprising. And I think that if I'm being honest, that this double A side kind of passed me by when it first came out. It took me a while to kind of come around to it. I'm much more of a long form listener of music. I'll do an album more like a mini album or an EP or something like that. Yeah, there's much or, more you can do on those. Well, you can tell a story, you know, exactly. and across two tracks, not, I mean, they're not trying to necessarily, but it's, um, this is a slight change of pace. Uh, if in terms of, almost like a palette cleanser between EP mm. and the album it's mm. ramping up like you say it's laying the groundwork for what's going to be there later mm-hmm. but I, I really enjoyed Young and I think having gone back and listened through all of these recently for this breakdown uh, it's one of the ones that I'd be more inclined to go back to again mm. because it is something that kind of touches a slightly different area of the spectrum yeah. than is covered in the rest of their work it's the uh, Young is the fresh bit of ginger before the before the main event before the big dinner. A sorbet. Ooh. Perhaps <laughs> cleanse that palate. And a mousse-bouche um, before the main course. <laughs> um, with the... I, th- I think we know that Young is going through on this, but with Age of You, the acoustic version, um, I think it's probably like the highlight of the acoustic EP. Mm. Um, it's got like a half-time feel. It's the most folky they go. Yeah, I absolutely. With, with and I don't, I don't listen to a lot of folk, but, but this, I might. If it all sounded like this, hell yeah, <laughs> I'd be right there. But you're absolutely right. It's much more campfire sounding. Yeah, almost like ballady, which it doesn't necessarily sound like in the actual track. It's got much more of that. Thank, stop thank staccato God. nature. Thank the, God we don't work for publications. <laughs> It's kind of like a campfire. You know how that is? Uh, But I'm, you know, you know what I mean by that. Yeah. Like it's, it does conjure up a slate. It completely changes the way you approach the core songwriting, the lyricism, because the presentation is so different. And that's really cool. Like that is really cool. And I think you're absolutely right that it is one of the highlights of the acoustic Mm. EP. Uh, It does tread new ground in the same way Young does, but I think that Young sticks with me more. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think Young is a great song and it deserves to go through. So let it happen. I'm not stopping it. I'm not stopping it. Well, there we go. Good. Uh, On the next one, we've got the acoustic version of History uh, versus Drama King from Losers Lovers. To be honest, like when I heard the album version of History, my thought wasn't, this will be a good acoustic. No, I didn't think that either. And but yet, they've, they've bloody done it, haven't it's they? Somehow, yeah, for what is, I would say, the heaviest Orchards track, yeah. it somehow seamlessly transitions to being, well, completely stripped back and yeah. devoid of a lot of the stuff that makes it stand out. Mm. Well, not that it doesn't stand out. It's, it actually makes you completely readdress the songwriting because it is such a different presentation of it yeah but this is what makes a good band a great band where they can take something that is so far removed from an acoustic guitar and they can change it and create 
and it, it's almost like this acoustic version of history is a completely different song from the original version and to have that in your arsenal and like you know god forbid you go to a gig and you're expecting to play full band and they're like well actually we can only do acoustic tonight they've got a whole record that they can just perform yeah and no one's missing out it's not, not like all. it's not like will has to go and sit in the green room and sort of sit on his phone all night no they they're a good enough band to take what they've created and replicate it into a whole new form mm. and that i think is the takeaway from in my mind from from the acoustic ep um drama king on the other hand has a completely different swagger about it compared to mm. the history acoustic i think that one is just a song that sounds like a band of that time coming into their own gaining more confidence in their songwriting ability um and yeah just walking around like look this this is who we are we know what we're up to and we're we're actually really good at it um like so i've said it's like lyrically it's coming of age um there's a lot of confidence in it and uh you love to see that yeah, with no, the bands I, we work with the the use of the word confidence is absolutely spot on because i think there's a certain sense of urgency mm that comes through on this track in the delivery and the kind of pounding rhythm. It's very like, it's not aggressive as such, but it's very, it, it, it's very confident in itself. And it's really cool to hear that because this is on the EP, right? Mm, so yeah. to hear that so early on that, like, yeah, we know we're good. Like this is important that, you know, getting all across, like you never needed you, needed you anyway, stuff like that. Yeah. They're really good at writing a big crowd refrain and things oh, like yeah. that. You know, this is a classic for that. Mm -hmm. You know, you can see people getting really into it, you know, singing it back, shouting it back kind of thing. It's um, it's powerful. It's got a lot of power behind it as a song. Really sticks with you. I think of the two, whilst history is very impressive, this is the one which I would gut check go with. Yeah, I, I went back and forth quite a bit on this. Um, actually, probably more than I thought uh, I was going to. I did... I did come on uh, eventually to agree with you and say Drama King is the one that goes through. Um, but I did, like, I think for maybe, like, a good portion of time, I had to redo my bracket because I had history acoustic going through just, right. because, it, just because it was completely different. I was I, the same. I was the same. Uh, it was completely different and completely unexpected because yeah. you often hear heavier bands let's say doing acoustic versions of songs you go like oh wow when you turn the distortion off this song sucks <laughs> and this was the absolute opposite this was oh this is the same song but it's very different this is much better yeah maybe well it's like when you listen to uh the acoustic album that taking back sunday did no, after, like, i don't but if you were to <laughs> let's say uh it's the same songs it's the same musicians but the way it's all being presented just completely turns your your ear on like well hang on a minute this actually is saying something different now yeah that you changed the uh presentation and uh i love that so yeah i was really close to putting the acoustic version of history through but mm. i think in the end drama king has that kind of self-assurance that you can't help but pay attention to yeah absolutely uh moving on we've got be here from the uh losers lovers ep versus double vision from the dreamland session so this isn't much of a contest is it no i think if you no disrespect at any point of 
course. I need to clarify that. Yeah, of course. We don't want people coming for us on the internet any more than they normally do. No. Or in the juice box community. Of course. Um, I think if you have been paying attention up until this point, I have a... (laughs) I'm not here for live versions right now. Sure. Um, but I do agree. I don't think this is much of a competition because I think Be Here um, is is a song that shows off a lot of the individual members' technical abilities. Yeah. Um, and I think it's maybe the beginning of when we really start to hear Dan's vocal range yeah. when you're listening to the EP. I really um, like how present he is on this. He is like... I love Dan. I think he brings so much to this band. And I don't think that if you were just, you know, a punter who went to a show and was there for the pop bangs, you wouldn't, you might not cast your eye over to stage left Mm. and wonder what this handsome man is doing on the bass guitar. But there is a lot of underlying vocal melodies that are all his work. And he brings a lot to this band. Yeah. And I just want to shout him out, you know. Big ups. Look, look over to the to the four string every now and again. Great bass, great tone, great harmonies, great moustache. Great moustache. Oh, one of the best in the game. <laughs> uh, no, I, I think that, yeah, the, the, the part of this song, the Falling For You refrain that comes yeah. through that is pretty much entirely sung by him, like that's the part of this song that's in my head. Yeah. And it's so strong. It's, it's probably one of my favourites of all of their back catalogue. Mm. Um by a long way because it's you know i really like the dynamic of this one in particular it goes from being quite in your face to very soft and still like keeping your attention the whole way yeah i mean i i can't say it any simpler than that that's yeah. why it's kind of a no-brainer for me like yeah how it, how, how could this not go through you know nah. and it's got it, it lucy also comes in with a big climatic uh lyrical and vocal performance as well which i think shouldn't be tarnished oh of course not yeah not so to it's very good as well yeah it's just it's just a winner yeah it is a winner because it's going through born winner let's get through it uh <laughs> next up you have age of you versus mature me mm. so age of you from the ep and mature me from the double a side um i uh, i i mean i'm gonna say i think this is a no-brainer as well yeah, i think I- uh Age of You is just such a huge tune. Um, this this is like the last song at at the point of listening to it, where it's like um, New Orchards material on the EP before the three heavyweights come in. Yeah, um, I really like this song. There's just loads of energy that flows through it um, so perfectly as well. And uh, again, I feel like this is a fan favorite. Uh, I think all the members during this song are firing on 100%. Absolutely. Um, Lucy's vocals are hitting all kinds of ranges through this. And lyrically, I think she, at the time of writing this, is, is it, I feel that she's hitting her stride lyrically as well. She, she She's sort of figuring out what she wants to say. Yeah. She's getting there. She's smashing it out of the park. Again, I love to see that. It's telling one hell of a story. And I like that. I fucking love it. Mm. Um, it it's also got like that mathy element in the middle eight. Yeah. So like people are like, oh, Okay. It's yeah. st- don't worry. Don't forget your roots. Don't forget your twiddly roots. That's what I'm about. Um, the twiddlies. Again, it's it's just that everyone's firing 100. percent Everyone's locking in. Mm. Um, and then there's there's a halftime and there's some massive vocals at the end. Like, I mean, what more what more do you want? And I think we're we uh, all love halftimes. We're, we're sidestepping one of the most important parts of this 
is the front and center right at the beginning all the way through the power of that wood block oh yeah that is just it's always <laughs> it's always been one of my favorite parts How could I forget of the of the orchard that trademark orchard sound yeah. is the use of the wood block as a non-gimmicky thing yeah you get a lot of bands who are like stick it in a fill every now and again it's like okay well, for a giggle good. You, you spent 50 quid on that little bit of plastic, so you need to get your money out of it. Whereas I feel like it genuinely adds a lot to yeah. the feel of the song. My notes for this were extensive in the praise of the woodblock. I said verbatim, <laughs> the woodblock cannot be denied. I'll take that woodblock any day of the week. Uh, and then I followed that up by saying, whilst I can't drive, this seems like a good driving song. Yeah. I feel like you would get a good cruising energy out if this song was playing this song is the sort of song that would come on on your on your bluetooth shuffle speaker and then you would get a speeding ticket yeah (laughs) (laughs) this is a song to put on if you want to get a speeding ticket your foot suddenly gets heavy and all of a sudden you're doing a three and a half hour speeding course on zoom but hey, it's all worth it for that sweet wood block. It's all worth it for that eighty-eight pound fine. So yeah, it's gonna go, it's gonna go steaming through on this one. Do you have anything to say about mature me while we're here? Um, I think that all the things I liked about Young uh, are still present on this. There's more of that kind of electronic feel to it. However, the thing that really puts me off, and I think that's this is definitely coming from a producer mindset. There he is. Is that the way the hi hat sounds in the chorus? makes me want to turn the song off. That is a really, really harsh criticism, considering the rest of the song is good, but it just takes me out of it. It's too mm. harsh. It's too... Uh, it's just a bit... It's a little bit much. And the fact that that's the biggest criticism I have in it, I, I think is... It speaks volumes that it doesn't quite hit me as hard as Young does in that kind of, oh, this is something a bit different. This is Orchard's going in a different direction. The song's mm. still great, but it doesn't hit me as hard. And like, I can, I feel like whilst mm. it's a double A side, it's very much young up top. And then this is a counterpoint to it. Yeah. I, I, I feel similar and echo those points. Lovely. As a producer myself. Yes. A producer of high quality content. Exactly. There we are. Uh, <laughs> now on to the next pair up near in the end of this side. Uh, we've got Peggy against social sobriety. So when we when we saw the bracket come through, I was I was I was apprehensive for what would come up against Peggy because it, I mean we'll talk about why that song was great in a minute. Mm. Um, I also felt interested on the opposite side to see what social sobriety would come up because it is so far removed from what you are expecting from an Orchard song. Yeah, and then they put them both together, and I was like, well damn that's kind yeah it's kind of harsh because i know what is going through but we can't deny the like the planning to to write a spoken word song yeah and then the i mean quite frankly musical bravery to put it on your album and to sort of like go there it is this is me writing a lot of my anxieties down me just putting feelings out in in my album we we could i'm sure they probably could have written another banger but it felt like a very natural thing to have on the record it's an appropriate breaking point in the album it kind of gives you a breath of air and like as you say it's an it's a really brave 
personal choice and there isn't a single song in the catalog which which we have talked about or will talk about which is anything like this Mm -hmm. it's incredibly stripped back there's none of that it's not like it's a spoken word over a quote-unquote orchard's instrumental yeah if you didn't recognize lucy's voice you would be forgiven for thinking it was a different band yeah yeah at the same time still thematically up against the rest of love core and narratively where it is on the album it does make perfect sense Mm -hmm. uh but i would also be surprised if you were going like oh you heard orchards like oh yeah my favorite song by orchards is social sobriety because it's i'm sure for some people it hits home really hard and like it's really well written but i think what you come to orchards for is not necessarily that true uh, what you come for is Peggy, and it's unfortunately what Social Sobriety is up against. Yeah, it was it was always going to be a hard matchup against a powerhouse like Peggy. Uh, but as I've said, really important, really interesting, and really brave song. Yeah. Just in terms of, you know, as you said, could have quite happily slotted another banger in there. But, you know, it's a foot, it's a foot in the foot on, it's a putting the foot down, it's a line in the sand. Hell yeah. Yeah. But, I'll tell you what it isn't. It's not Peggy. It's not Peggy. That was um, that was a, a long time ago when I felt like that music video was popping around on the YouTube recommendations. And like I said at the start, I just feel like you couldn't get away from it. Um, there is a lot of woodblock on this. Love that. Mm. Um, the music video is very good as well. Very fun. Really like brings you into that kind of world. Of It makes hey, me want to be about- there. Um, this I, I get the feeling that Peggy might have legs in this competition. So I think... I will reserve the rights to talk more about it potentially later. Yes. And if I don't, we'll talk about it on the internet. <laughs> yes, well, absolutely. <laughs> uh, any excuse to talk about things in great detail. That's why we're both here. Exactly. So the the next one we have, Sooner from Lovecore versus Give Me from Lovecore. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm reading my notes and I'm like, where is that? Oh, there it is. It's literally pretty much right next to the other one. Yeah. Hey, the random list generator does not discriminate. Doesn't. I pushed the randomize button a whole two or three times on this one. So Just to get it pure randomness. This is so random. Oh my God. Um, is is Sooner uh, Orchard's basically trying to write a Madonna song? That is a very interesting take. Uh, was your first instinct that this song could be sung by Madonna? Yeah. It's like got such an 80s vibe. It does. I'm not saying, I think that's, if that, you know, if if Lucy said to me, we tried to write a song that that Madonna could sing. And it didn't take. And they (laughs) presented with me sooner, I'd be like, oh yeah, I can see that. That's pretty good. It's a pretty good attempt. I'd never necessarily thought of it that way myself. (laughs) But uh, it's a good song. Oh, it's a great song. Like lovely again that you know repeated mid late late. You should love me sooner. You yeah. Love me. Like it's just Orchards are really good at writing a song that a crowd would want to sing back. You mm-hmm. know, yeah. the live element has been very part and parcel of the way they write. Much like Pup, much like Ruben. You know, the idea of the way these songs are going to translate to a crowd has always been, I think, very key for these bands that we've spoken about. But Orchards, it's it's always seemed to me like when you hear it on record, you go, yeah, I can see that in a room. I can visualize that. 
it's part of the reason the Dreamland sessions hurt so much because it's exactly that. But mm-hmm. you know, it's a bittersweet realization that who knows when the next time we're going to see what just playing live will be. I don't. Should have happened already this year. It should have, yeah. But there we go. Yeah, there you go. Um, What have you got for Give Me? Uh, For Give Me, I've said I love the glitchy guitars on it. It's much more kind of 8-bitty in places. Um, The actual production on this track is, I've written, beefed. (laughs) Beefed. To beef. The verb of beefing. We all Uh, know what that means. Yeah. It's it's very powerful as a track. Mm. And I think that it's one of those ones where I like the instrumental a lot, but it doesn't, but that's only when I'm listening to it. I, there's not as much that I can latch onto just that sticks out mm. in the same way as a lot of the repeated vocals and melody lines of Sooner, you know? Yeah. What did you have going through then? I had Sooner going through. Me too. Oh my. I really thought you were going to say, uh, give me then. And I no, was, no, no. I was going to be like, oh, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I've almost forgotten about uh, disagreeing. We, we seem to have been pretty much on the same page all the so way far, through. So far, yeah, so far. But so far, the, so good. This is the easy round, I would say, maybe. Who knows? We always say that. Yeah. Um, no, I think Sooner is the one that goes through because it's another one of those ones that if you're going to show someone an orchard, you go, well, this is, yeah. this you know ticks a lot of the boxes of what you can expect. It definitely does. It does so very well. So Sooner goes through. Uh, penultimate pair up, impending. Yep. Here it is. We've got Double Vision, the album version, versus Magical Thinking, the acoustic version. Again, I feel quite, uh, I feel like the weights are tipped quite heavily in one one corner here. Um, yeah. And I think that's in Double Vision's corner. Double Vision is one of the bounciest songs from a very bouncy band. The bouncy bar is quite high and this somehow clears it because it's very up and down like you could jump to it. Yeah, this is one of the songs I thought was a very strong Orchard song like from the get-go when we first heard the EP when we got when we got that SoundCloud link. Everyone everyone loves a SoundCloud link. Mm. Um it's again it's it's got such great energy live. Um, there's like the acapella and like stuttered call and response as well in it, which yep. is, I'm pretty sure it must've been the first time on like listening through it. You would hear that. Sure. Um, really like that. That's like a real big highlight for me on the, on the entire EP. Um, and yeah, like I said, a very bouncy, very good, strong song. Great bass tone on this one as well. I literally said the first thing I didn't even want to go into it. The first thing I've written here is, Gotta love that fucking bass tone, right? Big bass tone, right? If it stands out, <laughs> it stands out. You can't, it cannot be denied. Uh, yeah, like again, I, I think this does so much of what you want an orchard track to do. Yeah, it's great in headphones. It's great on stage. It's great. Full stop. Uh, that's not to detract from how much I really enjoy the acoustic version of Magical Thinking. I think that the the vocal delivery is I've written gorgeous. It's very, mm. um, mm-hmm. full. It's very full sounding considering you've taken a lot away. Mm. Um, the focus shifts slightly more cause the instrumental of magical thinking takes more precedent when it's on the album version. Mm-hmm. Whereas the acoustic version brings it back a bit. You, you, you your eye is drawn elsewhere. Your ears. eye is drawn elsewhere. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, I agree. I, again, I don't really have anything else to put. I think you've, you've hit all the nails on the head there with that one. Um, I was I was just full on double vision, double visioned. Uh, you had, I had double vision you, you for had double tunnel vision. tunnel vision for double vision. Yeah, quad vision. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then rounding out these exterior brackets uh we have honey versus magical thinking the dreamland version a lot of repeats here um i think it's for the first three singles you put out because honey was the second single right I honestly can't remember, but those three came very, very close together. Yeah. 2017, I think. Yeah, it's like 16, 17, I yeah. think, between them. But either way, I think that the first bits of music you put out are very much a statement of, here's what we can do, here's another thing of what we can do. And when the first thing you'd put out in the at this time uh, was Peggy, the second there's a lot of pressure on the second thing you put out is it just going to sound like that again mm. and i think the growth between peggy and honey in terms of the soundscape that's created and uh, the slightly more slightly darker kind of feel like an almost minory kind of shift mm. um and then the intelligence of the subject matter you know it's a song that's kind of like a, it's about bees but it's not about bees you know <laughs> And you know me, I love a song that's kind of about bees, but not really. <laughs> I've always said that. Um, Honey, is, Honey kind of has a lot of the, it, it lays a lot of the groundwork for what goes on to become the signature elements of an Orchard song, I yeah, would say. Yeah, I'd agree. That, you know, delayed guitar lines that bounce across left to right in the headphones and then like the space between th- the vocals and the start, stop nature of the instrumental and the harmonies, like... All of the parts are there and you go, okay, they aren't just a one-trick pony. This mm-hmm. isn't just the same track again. Mm-hmm. There's a lot to this that I'm excited to see what happens next. And lo and behold, that's here what carried on happening. So yeah, That's why we're doing it. That's why we're here right now. Uh, I love Honey. It's a great one. And as with all the all the big Orchards bangers, it goes off live. Oh, yeah. It's, um, it's a bop. It's a certified bop. Certified bop. Um, I feel like this is another track where the all the instruments are just interlocking and yeah. it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like if the bass dropped out you could keep going you know they're so integral to each other to creating that vibe all the way through yeah um, and yeah for me again it's it's got a lot of confidence on it it's got a lot of swagger on it and it's, uh, it's great chords some really nice jazzy chords you don't expect jazzy. Ooh, and it's jazzy. Uh, it's hopping and skipping its way through to the next round absolutely <laughs> uh, you know pour one out for magical thinking it's obviously a very good performance from them you can tell however the the production doesn't quite capture the energy perfectly on this one and as we've said before with the dreamland sessions yeah it's bittersweet and you know there's a magic there's another magical thinking going through exactly it's not so you can't have two that would be greedy would be greedy uh tell you what though the woo on this on the dreamland version oh it's textbook text classic classic woo chapter two page 10 textbook woo uh i honestly wouldn't be surprised if they had a preloaded sample you know oh imagine like a like a sample pad yeah woo orchards if you could release just a sample pack of all your haze and your woos that'd be great 
You'd probably enjoy that, wouldn't I'd you? I'd probably enjoy it. I wouldn't use it for anything. I feel, <laughs> I, feel like a, I feel like a thief, but, you know, just for me. All right, that's, uh, that's the big round done. Go and have a water break. Feel free to pause. We'll be right here. Uh, right, now you're back. Great. Thanks for the pause. Glad you didn't go anywhere. Let's, uh, let's crack on. So we've got round two, starting with Sincerely Overwhelmed versus History. Beginning of Love Core versus ending of Love Core. Yeah. I like it. One side you got the love, the other side you got the core. Who will will emerge victorious? What side are you leaning on? I am leaning on Sincerely Overwhelmed. Okay. Tell me why. Because of... I I, I just am. I bloody am. Deal with it. No, I think with Sincerely Overwhelmed... um, there's no other track on this album which would be as effective as an opener mm-hmm. because it it lets you know what the situation's going to be all the way through. And if think if you, let, let's say you flip these, you put Sincerely Overwhelmed at the end and History at the front, that'd be really weird. That would be really weird, particularly because nothing else sounds like History. You'd be you'd be completely you'd be like, wow, they they got really heavy for this out for this debut. They really put their foot down on the Overdrive, and then just no. <laughs> oh no no you didn't I was just okay you're just teasing me that's fine I lied um, yeah I think of the two Sincerely Overwhelmed it's hard to it's not a clear well it's obviously this one mm. because I love history I love hearing you know that super kind of heavy octave bouncy again heavy riff which is not present in a lot of other Orchard stuff but si- similarly Sincerely Overwhelmed has slightly more of a it tells more of a story than your average Orchard's track, I think, in the ups and the downs. Mm-hmm. And that chorus is just so catchy. Mm. It's just so catchy. And it's got so much live energy captured on the actual recording of it. It just makes you feel excited. Mm. It's, um, I don't want to use the term simple songwriting, but I feel like classic songwriting yeah it, it's not doing anything it, it's not trying to it, no one's trying to like steal the limelight from anyone else in this song um like it's a it's it's effective songwriting and that it really makes you come back to it and play it multiple times not even just in the context of the album it makes you just want to listen to that song i think history also has those elements to it instrumentally Mm. where you could just put that on and, and have a great time with it. But I do think Sincerely Overwhelmed does it better than History. Yeah. I always imagined that like, if they were to play History live and there wasn't any lyrics in it, like imagine imagine them playing that at the end of a set and then Lucy's got this like big walk, like dramatic walk-off and there's just, just riffs going on. It would completely change the vibe of the set and it would completely change the, the vibe of the show. But I'd be up for it. Sure. I'd, be, I'd be into that. Well, um, I, I think that what we were saying about the acoustic version of history showcases that the musicality of the song is not alien when you compare it to the uh, mm. the rest of the album, the rest of no. their work. Um, and it's the same thing with, um, with Sincerely Overwhelmed in that if you were to give that song in its just raw form of like, here are the chords, here's mm. the melodies and stuff to another band and who would dress it up in a different way, it would still be a good song. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure another band could necessarily do the same thing with history. 
yeah. I think history is quite inherently orchards sounding, mm. despite the fact that it's heavy and stands out. You know, it's a great, it's it's great, and this is a quite a difficult pair off to start round two with. But it's what we're here for. It's what we're here for, and I think that the core of me is saying that sincerely overwhelmed is the big winner. I um just looking down at what I had, I actually had history written down as going through, but I'm actually going to change that and agree with you. Oh my I think, god. I know a rare change to format. Um yeah, I I actually I actually think sincerely overwhelmed is more of an orchard's track than history is. Definitely. Which is contrary to what you just said. Yep. I you know, sometimes I have to say <laughs> sometimes that, I say things. Sometimes I say stuff. It doesn't mean I should listen to myself. I say stuff out loud and then actually hear it and go, ah, I don't know if I think that. <laughs> um, I think sincerely overwhelmed is out of the two because we get to this one. If you're new to the the format and the podcast, when we get to these later rounds, even though we're not, we're in the first of round two, other elements start to take a foot. Like out of these two songs, which would you? show someone to introduce them to a band that's quite a common one which one of these songs is better live which one of these songs do you just have a more gut feeling towards yeah which one of these songs has a more emotional feeling to like what one do you have more of an emotional feeling towards so there is a lot of waffle that goes in that might not make sense to you personally but i do feel like sincerely overwhelmed ticks all those additional boxes for the latter rounds for me yeah and it goes through there we go we got there. We got there in the end. Uh, next up, you've got Girlfriend Up Against Darling. Um, this, for me, was an easy one, um, and I like it when it's easy. I think Darling is the stronger of the two songs for all the reasons that we said uh, prior. Um, I feel like the I feel like the crowd enjoys this one more. Yeah. Um, I feel like I enjoy it more. Yep. Um, and if there was, if they ever said to me, Connor, which one should we play tonight? Girlfriend or Darling? I'd be like, you know what, guys? Play Darling, because it's a banger. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's interesting. The number of times I've read the word Darling, and every time I read it, I hear it like, Darling. Yeah, I hear that. yeah, yeah. You just associate it straight more away. More than any other song, because I think they, you know... They've the, hit it on the head. It's great. Yeah, it is incredibly catchy. Um and the sonic space that's created by like more kind of chordy octavey bass, which allows Sam to go up higher on the guitar and mm. like fill this slightly more ethereal space when there's not lyrics in it, mm. blends in perfectly to the part where it just drops down. Like the dynamics in this song are great. The the, the actual slightly faster duh, 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 like mm-hmm. it in the choruses is just it's just great. Yeah. Darling is just great. It's everything you want in an Orchard song wrapped into under four minutes. Yeah. Because, you know, we're busy, busy people. We've got things to do if we're not at gigs and we're not working because, you know, the world we live in at the moment. So I've only got, I only got four minutes sometimes. And, 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 and if I've only got four minutes... I'm sticking Darling on. I'm going to put Darling on. There's one thing that I didn't mention about Girlfriend previously. I feel like there's... Now, Sam, I'm not a guitarist. I'm sorry but it feels like there's some sort of slide in Girlfriend. Like, not a, not an actual slide that you'd put on your finger and go, Yeah, not like but a it feels like guitarist the, it, slide. Yeah, exactly. It feels like the, uh, the, the change that you're doing there on the guitar is like putting a hot knife through butter and you're running up and down that fretboard. Mm. And uh, I, I just wanted to say, 
I appreciate that. Big ups. Big ups that. For the buttery guitar work. You know what you're doing. (laughs) I don't think that's ever been in question. I think everyone in Orchards clearly knows what they're doing. I... I hope so. That's what it feels like. Otherwise, they've been they've been lying through their teeth all this time. And you know what? I would commend them for it if they just said, "We have no fucking idea." I'd yeah. be like, "Wow, you you've really played this." And <laughs> well, played. Played. well played. Well <laughs> played. Um, right, going slightly off topic there. The uh, the next one we've got a acoustic double header. We've got the acoustic version of Vacancy versus the acoustic version of Sincerely Overwhelmed, which. About 10 minutes ago, I said you can't have two of the same song going through. However, it's... I <laughs> didn't read the notes. It didn't... Yeah, I I can't be held accountable for all the things I say. Neither can you. No. And I do think that... So by default, Sincerely Overwhelmed has to be removed from the competition. But does it? No, it doesn't. <laughs> Because I love this version of Sincerely Overwhelmed. No, it's very good. It's very good. It's the, you know, it's the flip side of that high energy kind of jangly, mm-hmm. like almost like, you know, like Nintendo kind of sounding super sparkly. Yeah. It takes that sheen off and just gets down to the core of what the song is trying to say so effectively by taking out a lot of the, you know, the production elements of it. Mm-hmm. Um and as I've said for, you know, like the acoustic version of history, it makes you examine the song in a new way. Mm. You know, the idea of being, the, the sentiment of being overwhelmed by something is not a positive emotion. And yet somehow on the studio version, being sincerely overwhelmed is like a good, it comes across as almost like a good thing because there's this yeah. super positive musicality behind it. Whereas on the acoustic version of the track, it's like night and day. You you, you feel more emotion attached to it. Yeah. Do you feel the same with Vacancy then? Not as such. Right. Please explain. Well, I think the thing with... It just... It, uh, again, like the... Uh, 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 the acoustic sessions are really eye-opening to how how well each song, respectively, is written at its core. But I just don't feel as much with the acoustic version of Vacancy as I do for Sincerely Overwhelmed. Mm. I do think it would be interesting to see what would happen if Sincerely Overwhelmed went up against itself later on down the line. <laughs> um, I'm I'm on the fence with both of these. I think they're both really good reimaginations of two good songs. Uh, I think you've touched points that we don't need to go over again. So I'm, you know, I'm 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 leaving this one to you. I'm I'm fine with either going through. To be honest with you, I'm at the point where I know whatever one goes through will not win. But let's put, for the sake of fairness, let's put vacancy through just because it. Don't, I don't think it's gotten through <laughs> otherwise. Okay. It has a fair shot and I don't think I see Sincerely Overwhelmed going up against itself. Uh, so... So we have to just, we have to stand by what we said about now 15 minutes ago. Yeah. Uh, let's just put vacancy through and take the... Roll those dice. Take, roll those dice and take the hate later on. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, let's put your acoustic version of Vacancy through. Then we have Love You Too up against Magical Thinking. Magical Thinking, as you alluded to, best hay in the game. Best hay in the game. Love You Too, though, one of the best songs they've ever written. Yeah, so good it is... There's no other song which is so good it's appeared on two physical bodies of work. 
if you owned every bit of Orchard's uh, physical pressed music, which I hope you do, two, you would have two versions of this song. Yeah, I hope I hope you do. If you're listening to this and you haven't, then pause and go and buy them. You, which you can do so over at bsmrocks.com. <laughs> Insert advert on the BSM Rock podcast. Um, sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I've, I feel the Love You Too, out, again, out of the two, if I'm showing someone an Orchard song, it's Love You Too. If I'm going to a show, I want to see Love You Too. If I'm walking around listening to Orchards, I want to listen to Love You Too. Well, I feel the same. And to that end... It would be foolish to go the other way. Magical Thinking, great track. Yeah. It's great. We've said it. Love You Too. Better track. Better track. So there we go. Better track goes through. All right, moving on to the other side now. We have got... If you're playing along with us whilst listening, um, let us know. As always, tweet us. Send information in the various community groups that this will be placed in. We love seeing what everyone else comes with. We love having, I'm not going to say arguments. I'm going to say healthy discussions. Absolutely. About why we didn't pick your favorite song. That brings us on to the next round. Uh, we've got Young from the AA side versus Drama King. Two songs that I feel are at well, Young, as we've alluded to, as we've said, is sort of a bridging point between the EP, which was material that took, you know, a couple of years to put together, and the album, which came together, I feel, from, from working on it quite quickly. Um, not that there's a detriment to either side of it, no. but Young seemed to be a bridging gap between trying things out, discovering elements of their songwriting, and yes, they did it very well. Uh, whereas Drama King is sort of, you know, it's it's something that happened that was good. It's over there now. Yeah. It's over there. We're looking forward though now. And I think the to follow on from that, Young is more outstanding. Mm. Like it, it, it makes more of an impact, I think, if you put them to if you put the two against each other. As I said the first time around, there are far fewer tracks in the discography which sound like Young if any, really, sonically and the way it's kind of actually written and constructed. Uh, it's very unique. Mm-hmm. And whilst, you know, whilst Drama King does have that slightly more urgent, slightly more pounding, almost a bit darker kind of edge to it, uh, of the two, Young leaves more, far more of an impact for me personally. Yes, I would agree. Um, I just said that like I knew what I was going to say afterwards and I, I didn't. Oh, sometimes you just got to start the sentence and hope it finds and you. you figure it the out. Way. The words will fall out. Um, it's, a, it's a powerful song with a powerful story behind it with sort of like a, a mountain to climb or so, or so to say. I do still feel like you that young leaves more in my mind and my ears. And, that's and I'm really still trying to wait for those words to fall out of my sentence there. <laughs> yeah, but this is what it all comes down to is like, which one's a better song? Which one do I want to listen to first? Yeah. Which one's going to leave more of an impact? And in this case, it's Young. It's Young. Young's on the way through. Lovely stuff. Right, next up we have Be Here and Age of You. This could be- 
yeah, we're back on the EP here. Um, it's a tough one. I really do like both of these songs. Um, but for me, we're getting down to that emotional connection with the song. We're getting down to what that song represents, what you're going to show your mum. Um, I always look, right, I confess to you, every time I hear Be Here, I get to the end of it and I'm like, what was that song? I can never remember the name of that song. And I then every am time... really bad with song titles, yeah. particularly with Orchards, because I'll do album plays and I'll just leave it on headphones and stuff. Yeah. So I'm never looking at what they're called. Exactly. Um, I did, I remember when I was going through this, I'm like, which song is that? I've never even seen exactly, that song. Right? And then you start playing it. Oh, it's yeah, that one. Exactly. Um, and that happens a lot with Be Here, specifically. I don't know why. I don't know why that one can't... I can't seem to lodge that in my brain. If this song was called Falling for you, I'd remember it every time. Whoa. Okay, no. Now you... Correct. Because that's the predominant lyric. And, like, you know, I don't... I'm not here to say that they named it wrong, because it's not my band. But at the same time, like, <laughs> I do find the same thing as you. Like, for whatever reason, this track, I'm like, Be Here. Yeah. I'm sure they say Be Here pretty early on. There must have been a conversation about having that name... There must be a, a a reason. Maybe we're looking too much into it. Maybe yeah, we definitely. should just maybe 100%. we should just accept the age of you is moving forward. Yeah. Whilst trying to wrap our a, heads around wrap our heads why be here isn't going through to make it seem like we've not done a disservice here. Age of you is the better song. Yeah. It's an a ten on ten banger. Yeah. Gets me pumped. Gets me jized. Gets me going doing my food shop. Yeah. And if there's one thing that I know Orchard's had in mind when they wrote all this stuff is this is going to be the kind of song someone's going to want to do the food shop to. Hey. And with Age of You, mission accomplished. Mission accomplished, guys. It's going through. Um, on to the next one. We have Peggy versus Sooner. Okay, this is a less of a disparate comparison in that it's not extreme ends of the spectrum um i mean i suppose the most extreme end of the spectrum would be if social sobriety had gone against like history that would probably be the most extreme yeah end to end but i think anything that is sits so uniquely in its own space is always going to have a hard time whereas peggy and sooner definitely occupy a similar space Mm -hmm. um difficult matchup however as alluded to at the beginning of this podcast, only one of these songs has made me cry. But that was an acoustic version of it. Yeah, it was an acoustic version of it, but still, if I'd heard an acoustic version of Sooner, I don't think I would have been so emotional. That being said, Peggy acoustically is great as well. It is great. It is. Now that I've just realized that is one of the only songs that's been omitted from this because Peggy, the acoustic version is available on like the Bandcamp version of I think it's on the back of the record as well. The re- yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, it's on It's on the record. However, I'm going purely on like... Purely on them riffs. Canonically correct discography. <laughs> so anyone that says, why wasn't the acoustic version of Peggy in here? Look. Look, you make a bracket, all right? You make a bracket of 33 <laughs> songs somehow work. I would love to see that because I tried and failed for the first episode of this and I Whoa. shan't be doing it again. We got told, didn't we? We got told that it was too confusing. Bring it back round. Bringing it back. Tell me why Peggy's going through. Peggy is one of the only songs I can think of where the verses feel like a chorus. Yeah. The choruses feel like a verse and yet somehow it doesn't feel confused. Mm. when I'm singing it back in my head I'm singing back the verse melodies where typically I'd be singing back the chorus melodies and like the verses 
more upbeat than the chorus. The chorus drops down massively. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's 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 one of those tracks where the first time I heard it, I went, oh, man, wish I knew how to play that. Oh, There's hardly anything going on there, really, that's too crazy. Like, there's yeah. not really much delay or effect stuff, which you come to associate with Orchards, that kind of shimmery, chorus, wobbly sound yeah. of the guitar. That's not quite as present. This is quite a straight up and down, not a very frilly song. The strength comes from the writing. The strength comes from the vocal performance. The strength comes from that rhythm. The introduction of the woodblock in the second verse. The dynamic. Connor's air drumming right now because mm-hmm. I know you just like dig it, dig it. You hear it. I just hear it in my head. Yeah. Um, honestly, like pretty much once a week, I will hear the the the, the melody of the like. I get that. Yeah constantly just get that in the lift get that while you're doing your shopping i yeah again it all comes down to the big shop but like it's been in my head for four years and i'm not mad at it you know it's a song that you put on and it gets better the more times you listen to it but it also gets better as the song progresses through the the time that it occupies like traditionally second verses of songs I can switch off because I'm waiting for that chorus to come back in yeah. but there's I feel like maybe they've thought about that and gone what's going to happen with this song my friend you're yeah. going to sit and listen and I actually think it get, like I say it gets better and better and better the further along the song it goes and it ends very abruptly on, on the money mm. and you go I'm going to listen to that song again yeah, that was exactly the first time I put that on yeah. I, I think Boop. I actually actively out loud went wow put it on again <laughs> Wow. Wow. <laughs> oh, jeez. Gee whiz. Wow. Uh, yeah. I am, I'm, it's... It's got the wow factor. No one talks about the wow factor anymore. No. I love that. It's not... When you're not talking about like a reality talent show, the wow factor doesn't tend to come up too much. But this song has it. I love it when you listen to a song and no one... Like, you're listening to it on headphones. No one else can hear what you're saying. And you're just like, damn. No one else... No, you just got to... You just got to get that out. Yeah. Otherwise, it's gonna you're gonna blow up. Absolutely. Uh, no, it's it's wicked. It's Peggy. It's, it's going through. It's wicked. It's big. It's Peggy. Damn it, Peggy. It's going through sooner than sooner. Sooner is a very good song, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That's why it's got here. But Peggy, it ain't. Peggy. Peggy eighteen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> good. I'm glad you got that Finally, vocal reference. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's good. Next up, uh, the final bracket of round two. We have Double Vision against Honey. Mm. Again, another Losers Lovers EP matchup. Two very jangly, sparkly, summery hits. Yeah, I... I, It's tough. Um... I right look I'm the sort of person that will like defend an EP over an album or a single over an EP and it's a bit cliche of me to say but I do think that those three singles Peggy Honey and Darling are some of if not the strongest work they've ever done maybe it's due to timing that they had to do that maybe it's due to other extenuating circumstances you know you know the way it goes you've got your whole life to write your first body of work exactly um and 
that's not changing here. I do think Honey is a better song than Double Vision. Um, there's nothing new that I can say. It's it's a bop, you know. Honey makes me makes me want to makes me want to get up and move. Um, it's got a half time, mm. which uh, phew, we know gets my gears going. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, I, I I don't know. I'm really I'm really struggling for like reasons why. But I think I would pick Double Visions over Honey. I think if you struggle to justify it. You don't need to. You don't need to, absolutely. Particularly in this format where so much of it occupies the same mental space and attachment. You know, you're not talking about band like American Football that mm. have 17-year gaps between Yeah, stuff. right. It's, <laughs> it's, uh, if Orchard's waited 17 years between albums, I'm sure they would sound very, very different. I'd be surprised. These gaps aren't as big. Yeah. It's more of a through line when it comes to the way the music is written and the way the songs come out. And when there's a smaller gap and honey still hits harder, then that's that. If you could put the acapella, like sort of stuttered call and response from double visions onto honey somewhere. Yeah. I think you would have the ultimate winner of this. I love a bit of like high end vocal production. That's yeah. Like, that's fun. You, you would have the winner of this entire competition. Um, but that's not the way music works. That is not, I can't pick and choose my favorite parts. Um, like Lego. That's, no. That's fine. Otherwise, every song would have a halftime China in it. It wouldn't. It really wouldn't. Otherwise, every song would have a halftime China and the snare from Sent Anger in it. And then every song would finally reach its full potential. But I digress. He's doing it. It's doing it for the bit. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> what goes through? We haven't even said what goes through. It's honey, isn't it? It is honey. Okay, I just want yeah, to... I, I, I thought that was implied, but no. It's maybe it was see. implied, but I want to make sure that people... Uh, the people get it. We don't want to mislead the, sh- the stockholders. No, we don't. Uh, well, that brings us through to the end of that elimination stage. We are on the quarterfinals. Oh, yeah. It's the big one. It's the one where England gets knocked out all the time. Uh, yeah, this is this is the one where it's like, oh, I made it so far, but it didn't. You know, it's un- it's unfavorable matchups. Look, we can't control this part of it, but this is what it's come to. We right. have... Just to give you a rundown of what remains at this stage, we have Sincerely Overwhelmed, Darling, the acoustic version of Vacancy, Love You Too, Young, Age of You, Peggy, and Honey. Now, I don't know about you, that is one hell of a set. That is a good set. Whenever we get to this point, it's always like, oh man, that is just a great set. Eight tracks. Where would you put the acoustic one if this was your set? Well, I think... What would you open with? What would you end with? Hmm. Well, I feel like because Vacancy is in here almost as a placeholder, I'd just do the full version of Vacancy. and then I'd No, open play to... the game. Okay, fine. I'd still open with Sincerely Overwhelmed. And then I'd go into Darling. Then there would be Honey. Then it's Love You Too. Then you'd take a break, do an acoustic version of Vacancy. Oh, okay. Then you do Young, coming out of the acoustic version, into the age of you, and then finishing on Peggy. That's, that's my set. I would start on the acoustic version. And then have like a curtain drop. Oh, okay. Like a black stage. So you're going to do the entire the acoustic track in darkness? No, no, no. I'd do the acoustic track there. And then I'd be like, hey, thanks for coming to the set. Drop curtain. Quickly run behind your band. Get those in-ears in. Nice. Straight into Peggy. That's, that's pretty cool. It's like... Big kicks. Like with- We've not even mentioned Lucy's big kicks in any oh, of these. Oh, man. Don't worry. We'll get onto the kicks. Lucy, the big kicks are coming. 
I, I, I just envisioned a big kick. Tell you and, what, we've, we've, we've spoken so much about Peggy. How about next time Peggy comes around, we're talking about it, we just talk about the kicks. Okay. Sounds great. That's, 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 a, that's, a, that's a reason to talk about it. Okay, on to the beginning of the quarterfinal. We have Sincerely Overwhelmed versus Darling. Um, I'm on open season because at this point I still had history coming through in my bracket. Yeah. Um, and I had history beating Darling. Right. Uh, now, though... Anyone's game. Um, sincerely Overwhelmed... I've got beaten Darling. I also have that. And much in the same way I said last time, when I re- read Darling, I go, Darling. Yeah. With this, I go, sincerely overwhelmed. Like, it's... Beautiful. Honestly. Great. It's like, it's from the record. It's all. It's like they're all here. <laughs> all of the orchards are here. Um, also, how many times do you reckon they've been called the orchards? Uh, probably too many times. I bet that's well annoying. Probably too many times. Feel for you, feel you, feel for you all. Um, I think sincerely overwhelmed... Just tips it. It's very close. Yeah. It's very close. Unlike what you've just said in the the first three tracks are some of the strongest. What I think Sincerely Overwhelmed does is take that energy and the growth they as individuals and as a group have done through the amount of touring they've done, the amount of, uh, you know, the amount of grinding they as a a band have done over the last four or five years Mm -hmm. and kind of like compressed it all into the way that Sincerely Overwhelmed as a track works, it, you know, fills in all the corners. If you have like a bingo sheet of things you like about an Orchard song, this has almost all of them. Mm-hmm. It's got a woo, I think. Pretty sure there's a wood block in it. It's got to be. It's got, it it's wouldn't have got be. this far if it wasn't. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to check myself. I'm just going <laughs> to assume that I'm correct. Uh, pretty sure there's several points in this track, which, as we mentioned, Lucy can do some big kicks in. Yeah, you know, there's got to be a kick in this one somewhere, Lucy. Be. Surely, high energy, emotional, powerful, and I love a song that has a happy instrumental, but not necessarily right happy lyric. You oh know? yeah, I love Major that. minor baby. Age of minor. <laughs> I you know I I used to really like the Smiths for that exact same reason. Now I not really so like Orchards for that reason. So there we go. I feel that you wouldn't have got Sincerely Overwhelmed without Darling, and it's good to pay True. homage mm. to the what I was traditionally saying uh, was the, the big three yes. of the Orchard's back catalogue. Yeah. But I do feel that without the work before, we wouldn't have got to where they ultimately, I feel, want to be as musicians, and that seems to be in the category of Sincerely Overwhelmed. Yeah. And... I think it's good to, you know, always always be looking forward. Remember your roots, but always look forward. Yeah, look over every now and again. There's Darling, it's still there. Bring what it up? out. How's it going? We're going to go play Sincerely Overwhelmed, though, into the semifinals. There we go. Simple Love to that. see it. Next up, we've got the acoustic version of Vacancy versus Love You Too. I think it's Love You Too, isn't it? Yeah. I don't want to jump straight ahead, but like, <laughs> it's unfortunate that it's going up against such a heavy hitter is going up against like a stripped back version of something. Yeah. It is a beautiful performance. It is a really lovely reimagining of it, but Love You Too does exactly the same kind of thing that Sincerely Overwhelmed does. It shows the fullest kind of... It fills the, the full orchardsness the of... The full weight. ...of an orchard song. Yeah, um, yeah no, but... Love You Too is walking through this one. 
Absolutely. And, and it is a walk because uh, it's it a feels it's a bop. It is so feel good. It's a great, you know, it puts a smile on your face, even if you didn't want to have a smile on your face. So you bloody got one now. You bloody got one. Just, <laughs> just deal with it. All right. Yeah. There you go. Love you too is walking through that one. Thanks for coming. Acoustic version of Vacancy. Please pick up your award. Complimentary gift basket on the way out. Yeah. Uh, moving on to the second side, we have Young versus Age of You. Now, Young has gotten really far because it stands out. Mm-hmm. However, in this instance, something like Age of You stands out enough to hold its own yeah it's slightly more i can't really find the correct word to describe it which for an audio format isn't ideal but it has a very different emotional feel to it age of you Mm -hmm. um it feels quite like making your way across a dance floor kind of like it feels like you're making your way downtown you feels like you're making your way downtown moving at some speed um etc etc it's just you got it no i yeah i know i just had to yeah it feels you've got to finish i had to finish it yeah sure uh um (laughs) it does feel like you're making your way downtown it makes you feel you know it gives me personally the feeling that if i'm kind of procrastinating not wanting to get stuff done you put that on it just gives you that little bit of an extra drive a little bit of boost that's the kind of energy this song gives me that Young doesn't necessarily give me. Yeah, no, absolutely. Age of You comes in and, and goes, hey, come on, get up, get on with it. Get up and go. Crack on with it. Pep in the step. Yeah. <laughs> Let's make it happen, happen. And then... And then you get on with it. Then you get on with it. It's... Uh, it's Yeah, it, it's very catchy. It's very technically impressive without being show-offy. Yeah. Great interplay once again. Great it's, dynamic. It's a huge tune. Um, Love and, it. It's a larger tune than Young. Yes. Well, I, I don't imagine... That is what it's down to. It would ever come to a... Oh, which one of these two are we going to put in the set? It's going to be Young. I, don't, yeah. I, I just don't think that would happen. No, I don't, I don't, I don't see that happening. Um, I really like Young, as I've said previously, um, but I do like Age of You as a song a lot more. Sure thing. Um yeah, I, 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 I wish I had more to say about why I like that song and I'm going to have to talk about it in the next round. <laughs> but how much are you going to have to talk about it in the next round? Because the next bracket we've got is Peggy versus Honey. I hate that. That's, that's, the two, that's two of the big three. It's two of the big three, but randomthisgenerator.org never lies, and it's where it's put them. It's where they've ended up because of our judgment. Doesn't give a fuck, does it? Does not. Doesn't doesn't give a fuck. Um, First two songs of this incarnation of Orchards, and arguably two of the best songs. Mm -hmm. Um, Playing back to back. Playing back to back. Just Peggy into Honey. Punny. Just make one song that's eight minutes long. That would be impressive. I would like to see that. I, well, no, you got the, the you got the hard stop of Peggy, and yeah. then you got that kind of fade in of Honey. <laughs> I'd love that, you know. Uh, not enough tracks do what Jesus of Suburbia was so bold as to do, <laughs> and put nine tracks into one track. 
just do Peggy slash Honey as your Jesus of Suburbia, and then uh, we don't have to make this decision. They don't. No. That's that's not what we're here to discuss, though. No. The Green Day American Idiot podcast is coming up soon. Uh, yeah, I'm keeping my fingers crossed. This is a springboard <laughs> to what I really want to be doing, which is talking at length about that one album by that one band. But in the meantime, let's get back onto this. Let's get back on track. Are we mm. stalling because we know what the op- we know what the winner is, but we don't want to do the other one a disservice? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I'm gonna rip this plaster right off. Peggy is still the one that pips it for me. Yeah, it's still I would the agree. one that I, you know, my personal feeling aside, I think that if you're using the metric we've used in the past, if you're showing someone orchards, yeah, and you want to guarantee, or at least more of a guarantee, they're gonna be on board from the off. I think Peggy is a safe pair of hands, while still being a fair and true representation of what that band is. Yeah, no, still, I'd, I'd agree. I think Peggy is the stronger of the two songs i feel like with honey you're you're moving into the direction that you find yourselves in now you know with with love core but you can't deny a stone cold classic and that I is mean, what this is it's just one of the best the verse top line is one of the best top lines yeah of maybe heard and the confidence that has come with how long they've been playing it and how that translates to how many kicks how their way into the set when this song when Peggy hits I'm I think there's at like, least four at least four there's kicks. gotta be four kicks and it? they're like full like full kicks two thirds of a circle like that angle karate kick big powerful karate kicks come for the riff stay for the kicks <laughs> orchards if you're looking for <laughs> slogans. slogans to stick on t-shirts and tote bags that is the riff, so stay for good the kicks. that is so good I will be devastated if I do not receive an email with that mocked up within the next 18 months. I'll be devastated. That's cool. Well, you know where to find me uh, for... <laughs> for mock-ups. For citations. Um, <laughs> Peggy's going through. Uh, yeah, it's going through. Let's, let's just ping it through. We all know we love honey. Everyone loves honey. It's fine. But Peggy... <laughs> Everyone loves honey. It's fine. No, there was a comma there. It's fine. But Peggy's going through. Put it on through. Semi-finals. Semi-finals. We have... Oh, I'm emotionally drained. I know, I know. But I feel like we've been on a similar page for almost all of this. In fact, if not the same page for all of this. So I think this should this should be relatively painless. We have Sincerely Overwhelmed up against Love You Too. We do. That is that is one semi-final. That is one semi-final. Let's tackle that one first before we get onto the, the, the second semi of the final. <sighs> I am less immediately confident in this one. It's not like one stands out because they are both such heavyweights. Mm-hmm. Is the sincerely overwhelmed and love you too are the openers for the EP and the album. Yeah, and I feel like they bring the same energy to the space that they occupy. Yeah, I. Honestly, could flip a coin and be happy with the winner of this, but I think for theatrics, for performances, for overall vibe, I think Love You Too goes through first in this one. Yeah, I mean, I think as well, 
it's it's interesting you talked about the theatrics because such a big selling point of Orchards as a visual band mm. comes from the live element, comes from, you know, all their press shots are super colorful. Yeah. You know what the identity is before you hear them. They're not, you know, you, you know what to expect or when you hear the music, you go, yeah, that's what I expected them to look like or mm. whatever like that. And Lucy's such a great performer as well as, you know, a great technical vocalist. When you see them doing Love You Too, there's so much of that performance which is in the actual characterization of the words. It's almost like it's ingrained in the song. Like you couldn't just go and watch Love You Too and have like a stale performance. And look, we all know that like performing at a high standard for days on end, nights on end on tour is a grind. Mm. But I don't think I've ever seen them look tired or exhausted whilst playing this song it feels like this song naturally generates energy Mm. and would be a fantastic use of renewable energy for the world if we could just listen to this song and all get pumped yeah um and like you said there is a lot of energy in both these songs i just feel like love you too has more of that and that edges it ever so slightly over sincere one because it is always on a knife edge in these points of the Absolutely. Brackets. And the reason they've gotten through and beaten everything out so far is for the same reason. It's the great energy. It's really catchy. Um, but, you know, taking it into the kind of the live environment, I can see the performance of all of them playing Love You Too. And I'm enjoying that mm. every time I listen to it, not live. That's still, that transfers across. It's not a unique beast. It's the same. It's, the, it's two sides of the same coin kind of thing. Yeah. The way it's played and the way it sounds, uh, which may sound like the same thing, but when it comes to this kind of high energy pair up, that's very interesting. That's very important. And I think, <laughs> fittingly enough, the sincerity of the lyrical content of Sincerely Overwhelmed pulls that down a little bit because you're slightly more focused on the emotional impact of what's being said. Yeah. So to that end, I want a burst of pure adrenaline and feel-good vibe and party time. I'm going to go for Love You Too. Yeah, I'm going to go for that as well. Um, I'm feeling sincerely overwhelmed just being here. Um, Very good. Thank you. Uh, but well, I also love you too. So that's all I got. That's that's the only time that's ever going to happen. Now, when you say Love You Too, are you talking about uh, Bono You Too? <laughs> Look, I just love it when you two give me their music for free on Apple. Oh, I really hate <laughs> the choice. I really hate being given the choice of things. I much prefer it when bands who don't need the exposure force their way onto my device. That's what I like. That's what I like. And love you, comma, too. The song by Orchards that doesn't oh, have a comma. Also good. Yeah, that's is, going through the final. Is If Love You Too was up against Vertigo, would it still win? Yes, it would still win. <laughs> <laughs> good well anyone wondering about that particular question we've got you covered <laughs> love you too beats out vertigo by you too fantastic um, love you too's moving through and on the other side of the bracket the other semi-final we have an ep mashup we've got age of you and peggy
Right, let me start. Sure. Age of You brings loads of energy. So much. I can I can just hum it along in my head. I can get pumping. I can get walking. Vibe like, City. It is. It's Vibe City. There's the technical and mafia ability that we like to see from Peggy in Age of You as well. Yep. Um, Peggy, on the other hand, even though we've just gone through and said the reason why I Love You Too is getting through because it's got loads of high energy you would like to think that that's replicated across to age of you yep peggy for me for the peggy for me brings a more like a slower it, it's not even it doesn't even feel like a darker song but it has like a, a a darker element in terms of orchard songwriting in terms of the landscape that the sounds live within yeah you feeling what i'm saying yeah definitely um there's kicks those big kicks. It's big kicks. We've already covered that. So for me, this is, again, it's a knife edge. It's difficult. I think both these songs, I mean, obviously they are heavyweights because they've got to this point. Um, it could be either for me. It really could. And that's what I love about this game. Yeah, it's that's what I love about this game. It's also what I hate about it, particularly <laughs> at this point, because... Again, I want to take my own feelings out of it, but they're always going to factor into which one gives me a kind of gut reaction. Yeah. And both of these are unequivocally everything you want from an Orchard's track. Mm. That said, it has to come down to one of the two. Mm-hmm. You can't That's go, the nature of a semifinal. That is the way the semifinal works. And then after that, it's going to have to go down to one of two again. Exactly. Imagine that. Um, I still think in terms of sticking power, Peggy has the edge. I think in terms of weight, in terms of how people discovered this band, how it is replicated live, how it's, how it's loved and adored. How far it's gone. Like, yeah, how it's still being performed and how it will continue to be performed live when we get out of the nightmare that is 2020. Um, I agree with you. And I think Peggy is a worthy finalist. Absolutely. Interestingly enough, if you were to switch um, Age of You with another one from the other semifinals, would Peggy still win? Is there a song that could pip Peggy to the semi-final? In my mind, no. Interesting. I think that it's... It's difficult It's difficult to separate objective quality from personal preference. Yeah. It's impossible, really. But I think that... I mean, you, you look at... If you look at something as basic as, like, streaming stats, Peggy is, like, a million streams ahead of everything else. Mm. And... That's you. It's all down I to you. I have streamed Peggy one million times. <laughs> I um, can't even listen to it because you're streaming it too much. Yeah, it won't even let me. Um, <laughs> and I don't think that's a coincidence. I don't think that's yeah. luck. I think that speaks to the quality of the song. And I think that whilst, let's say, Love You Too, for instance, made it onto an EP and an album, mm-hmm. I think the only reason that is the case because Love You Too was written after that first run of singles. I think if Peggy had been written at the same time as those first half, that, that first half of the EP, mm. 
I think it would be as likely to have been included on both the EP and the album. Mm, interesting. So we're already discussing the final, which is Love You Too versus Peggy. Um, I, c- I can understand where you're coming from with that. I, I do think Love You Too is a bigger banger, though. I think in the context of where the band is heading, where the band wants to go, I can I can envision a world where Peggy doesn't get played live, even though I've just said it will get played live again. I agree with you. I, I can think, I, I think can, the first show that someone goes to, like a diehard Orchards fan goes to, where Peggy's not played, they'll be like, "What the hell? That was yeah. weird." But at the same time, I don't think we're there yet necessarily. No. But again, you know, not my band, not my call. No, exactly. That's why we're not in bands. And if a band doesn't play a song that I really want to hear, I don't get in a you know getting a, a fuss about it just go home and listen to it yeah you know you go and you go and see a band who's got as we've you know, established there's quite a lot of, there's quite a lot of content here there are you know mm. three eps an album and a double a side it's quite a lot for a band at this point in their career yeah to choose from uh but at the same time some of it's going to slip through cracks it's not always going to be as exciting and peggy's an older song yeah so for me the winners love you too right I'm assuming for you it's Peggy. Yes. The reason why I picked Love You Too over Peggy, let me just see on my notes, because I think I got to set, yeah. So I had Love You Too and Peggy as the final yeah. from the get-go, because I had the only thing that's, I think the only thing that we've differed on so far up until this point is I had history being sincerely overwhelmed. Yeah. And getting all the way to the semi-final, beating Darling, but then Love You Too beat history anyway. Um, I think we pretty much nailed it on the other side yeah um the only reason why i have love you two beating peggy is because i feel like love you two as i've said is what the band wanted to move towards a more i mean i don't want a genre pigeonhole a band but a more poppier wider appealed sound with the mathematical elements. Yeah, sure. Um, and I think Love You Too is a better example of what the band are at that point in time evolving into and creating longer lasting songs. But Peggy, you always go back to. You always go back to it. Now, here's something that I'm actually, I, I've been denying to myself ever so slightly, but I think it's very important to point out. Because I heard Peggy so many times as a recorded song mm. prior to seeing Orchards live. And the first time I actually saw them live was that day where they played at the pop-up in Cardiff and they were supporting Tiny Moving Parts in the evening. And then Good after, show. Great show. Uh, and since then, I've seen them a handful more times. I think the difficulty of a band that you get so excited about and put so much effort into is that it's very rare that the anticipation is met by the reality of it Mm. in terms of a live environment. Now, Orchards are a fantastic live band. Peggy, because I've built it up and put it in such a pedestal in my head, Mm. it's almost as if like the live, the live version of it can never quite beat that. That's why when I saw him doing it so stripped back, like there was no, there was no, percussion at all it was literally just i think two acoustic guitars mm-hmm. when 
they were playing in the upstairs of the pop-up two acoustic guitars and just lucy's voice and, and mm-hmm. that's what got me because that's the core of that song mm. um whereas love you too of the two of them it meets the expectations live and when i'm hearing it i'm imagining it live not mm. the other way around when i'm seeing them do peggy live i'm imagining the recording mm. which i think is interesting i think if i was to i think if you were critically saying that about any other song in any other band you'd say well that's strange i agree and i think now i'm actually identifying it whilst peggy will always have the biggest kind of place in my heart live on the podcast yeah figuring it out live we're figuring out right that i'm realizing some stuff about myself right now live (laughs) on air um i think with that in mind and all of that said it would be unfair for me to like not give love you to the credit it deserves Mm. i think that is very good of you to say that i think love you too whenever i listen to it and whenever i see it live i get the same feeling which is just pure joy yeah um i can get the same thing with peggy live as well and peggy acoustically and peggy on the record Mm. but like i've said it just it just comes down to the fact that i think love you too creates more of a of a vibe live i think it creates more of a space for people to enjoy it creates a a vibe between the band more i think from what from the observation that i have Mm. i think the band are happier playing that song than they are playing peggy i think they were always you know you know you got to play what the people love sure of course otherwise you become a bitter musician gotta play the hits gotta play the hits but i I feel like Love You Too is the Orchard song in my mind. I said it at the start. It's pure Orchards. It is pure Orchards in what they want to be as their final form. <laughs> <laughs> in Pokemon stance. The mega evolu- evolved version of Orchards is... Love You Too. Love You Too. <laughs> now, this is not to say that I've ever been disappointed by Peggy live or anything else like that. Always great. No, no, never. But I do agree with what you said. Is, is that like burst of pure joy and impossible not to find yourself smiling at it with love you too and yeah. with that being such a clear mission statement for so much of the the music that orchards make mm. i think that's what in this would tip it so in there review, it is i think love you too is the winner <laughs> Ta-da! Bah, 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 bah. but but connor you and i are just we're, we're just, just two guys. We are. We're just two people on the internet talking about bands that you love. Naturally, with this being out, there will be a lot of people that disagree. Your song that you love, your favorite song may have fallen at the first hurdle. That's fine because this is an interactive podcast where you can complete your own bracket that will have come up subsequently with the announcement of this podcast going live. Uh, this will have also been placed in uh orchards fan group on facebook the juice box and we actively encourage you to fill it out let us know what you thought tell us why we're wrong or just tell us why we're right no one's ever told us why we're right so yeah but i think that's the nature of such a divisive uh format is that the chances of we seem to get along with our opinions the most we ever have on this podcast yeah that's true uh but there we go. That, does, that doesn't necessarily mean anything. <laughs> um, yeah, so fill it out. Let us know what you think. Um, shout out the band. 
for making so many good hits. Big good hits. Big good hits. Um, it would probably be good to hear what they think as well at, at this point because I mean, we've got to the point where we've sort of said what we think. Um, so let's uh, let's let's listen from them. Let's listen from them. Let's listen and find out what orchards think the best orchards track is because they're live in the room. Whoa! <laughs> Special secret guest orchards are hiding in my washing basket. Hello, I'm Dan from Orchards. I play the bass guitar and sing. Uh, I think currently my favourite song of ours, um, although it changes most days, uh, is Girlfriend. Uh, considering that started out for a, a long time as just a vocal melody, uh, it was the first time we kind of wrote a song around a vocal. And to hear it take form in the studio, uh, it, it was amazing. And I, I, I loved the, uh, the process of, of uh, how we built that song and then hearing it come to life on the album. Uh, fun story, although there are many fun stories in Orchard's world. Um, when we came to record Lovecore, our debut album, uh, and recording one of the singles off the album, Magical Thinking, uh, Magical Thinking was actually one of the songs we'd played a few times live. Uh, one of the only songs that kind of we played live before recording the album. And it, I quickly realised when recording my vocals that I'd been singing the totally wrong lyrics every time we played it. So. Um, that must have been hilarious to hear uh, when we played that. Hi, I'm Lucy, the lead singer in Orchards, and my favourite Orchards song is Stealing Your Sleep off of our debut album, Lovecore. I think Stealing Your Sleep is my favourite song because it means so much lyrically to me. It's really about how someone dealing with OCD and depression or any kind of mental health condition, how you don't realise the effect it has on the people around you. And when you do, it actually really helps with the healing process. Hey, I'm Sam. I play guitar in Orchards. Uh, my favourite song that we've written is Love You Too. It was dead easy to write, actually, and it's dead fun to play live, and everyone seems to really get into it. Um, my fun story about it is we played 2000 Trees in 2018. 2019? 2019. And we almost got cut off before the last song. And the crowd all shouted and shouted. And um, they let us do the last song, which was Love You Too, and everyone went sick. So yeah, there you go. Well, there you have it. Uh, Love You Too from, from the mouth of the band. At least one mouth of the band. At least one mouth of the band. And, uh, you know, got to agree. Got to agree. Great choice. Great choice. Great songwriting. Um, interesting story behind it uh, that Sam alludes to there. Playing 2000 Trees. Great place to play. Hopefully we will be back one day and they will be able to play their entire set without being asked to cut short. Well, uh, without further ado, I feel that draws us to a very nice, neat close. It's been a pleasure speaking at length about Orchards with you today. Uh as Connor said, let us know what you think we did right with our, our, our ruling there. For once, you know, we get a lot of people telling us how we get it wrong. Someone tell us we did something right, please. It would be love to get some positive re <laughs> reinforcement. But uh, otherwise, as we said early on, if you haven't got physicals of all of those tasty orchards jams, you know where to go. Yeah. You know what to do. Head over to the bsmrocks.com website. 
buy all the records, support independent bands, uh, support independent record labels, uh, big up the band. Let's hear some more tunes soon, hopefully. And uh, yeah, give us a rating on your favorite podcast platform. That would be nice. I don't think anyone's ever reviewed this podcast. So be the first. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, we'll see you in the future for another episode of Brackets. Thanks very much. And goodbye. Bye. Bye.